Hey y'all, welcome back to But Not All at Once, the podcast for people who are surprised anew every summer at the shockingly hot temperatures, as though you have not lived for decades of your life below the Mason-Dixon line. Wherever you are, may it be in the air conditioning with a ceiling fan, despite the fact that every designer on HGTV yanks those bad boys down the moment they walk inside a home to renovate. They have a purpose, and the purpose is making sure I don't lose my mind and I can sleep through the night without becoming a sweaty beast. Yeah, I said both bad boys and sweaty beasts, so you know I'm a pretty cool kid. Welcome to But Not All at Once. I'm your host, Ann Smith, and now you know everything there is to know about me, including the fact that I'm already warm, despite the fact that I'm indoors. I'm glad you're here. I'm so thankful for the sounding board that you have been in the last few weeks. Last week, we muted our podcast and But Not All at Once is social media to take time to listen and amplify voices of color, particularly those in the Black community who have been doing work in the racial equality and social justice spaces long before most of us were even following, reading, learning, and educating ourselves. Here we are today, still doing those things, and here I am trying to figure out moment by moment, day by day, what my gut and my heart tell me is the right thing to do in terms of a larger conversation on this platform. I want to give you a little update, walk you through what's next, both in my life and on this podcast, give you a bit of encouragement, and then send you on your way laughing at the girl who says bad boy as though that's a socially acceptable phrase to use for an inanimate object. All right, let's jump in. If you haven't, I encourage you to listen to our episode from two weeks ago, a primer for people who care. This was just before everything in our minds and our hearts kind of froze and exploded at the same time. This was after the death of George Floyd, and this was me verbally processing and offering a number of resources to all of you. These are not resources that I collated. These are things that people have spent years of their lives researching, developing, living out, putting together. Many of them are literally titled things like, For White People Who Don't Know Where to Start, For People Who Want to Be Allies. They could not be more Social Justice 101, and that's why I felt that it was so important to give you a little bit of a warehouse of resources to start from. In the time since then, and by the way, I encourage you to go back and look at those show notes. I made tiny URLs of all of them, so they should be both clickable in your app and pretty easy to copy and paste or remember if you need to. Um, You've seen undoubtedly on pretty much every social media account, anywhere you've been in the real world or online, a number of suggestions about books to read, podcasts, documentaries, speeches to listen to. Of course, there's the news running on a 24-hour cycle, and it probably feels like the clanging of so many symbols in your ears, you can't see straight. I want to lead into this discussion, again, asking for grace, knowing that I come from a privileged and very SPF 95 level white perspective. I'm a woman who has walked through the world with a set of blinders on she didn't know existed. Um, 
and the scales have fallen from many of our eyes in the last few weeks. And the number of resources that are available to us, while a tremendous gift, can also be a little bit overwhelming. So I want to walk you through what's next after that primer and also encourage you, whatever your skin color in this, I won't use uncertain, I won't say crazy, heavy time. I am someone who feels things deeply. I know that many of you are too, particularly those of you who have or love children. Um, Loving a small person opens you up so much. It provides a level of empathy you didn't know you were capable of. Suddenly, every human has that baby's face. That could happen to my child. That could happen to that child I love. And it's nearly impossible, and thank God for that, to watch the footage of, for instance, George Floyd and not see what his mother would have seen if she were living, not see the face of someone we know and love, the understanding that he deserved human dignity, the heartbreak of the people who knew him, and the heartbreak of people who know that he was created in the image of God, and this is so wrong. Screaming on a computer screen isn't going to do it, so what next? I hope that you dove in to those resources, but if you have gotten into a kind of paralysis, sometimes having too many options is a bad thing too. You know, I remember hearing someone who graduated from college with so many prestigious job and internship offers. Do I go to grad school with this great assistantship? Do I take this top tier internship? Do I take this job and work it for a few years and save money because it pays so well? And I thought, oh, this is so sad for you. (laughs) But really, having so many options can kind of freeze you. Where Our ancestors hundreds and thousands of years ago had one life path. It was sort of one step at a time. They didn't have access to all of this information. It was all word of mouth. And that enabled them to do one thing at a time, I'm assuming. There, there was no just freezing up of, there are 745 things on my to-do list. I need to be reading this and listening to this and talking to my kids about this. And I don't even have the words. I'm not an expert. What do I do? So I want to encourage you in this moment about a few things that I've learned from really listening and processing. Processing is something I do, I would say, between 12.15 and 1.30 in the morning. Um, So by the way, if you ever have any prayer requests, just know that I would be happy to pray for you and that those are my prime hours to talk to the Lord because my mind says, oh, the house is quiet. Let's dive in. I'm processing at this time and I'm realizing that what all of these voices, people who don't look like me are saying, add up to a few things. Number one, we don't need your guilt. And I want to unpack that a little bit and say that it doesn't mean we shouldn't feel guilty. If we've done things from which we need to repent, if we are busy unlearning and relearning, if we are digging deep and replaying every moment we said something questionable, hurt someone who was already marginalized, sure, let's feel guilt. Let's allow that to spur us on to heart change. But... What the Black community right now does not need 
is us reaching out and saying, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I never had any idea. Tell me what to do. I can't believe I ever had these scales on my eyes and now I get it and I just want to be an ally and I will be whatever you need. Tell me what to do. No, 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 ma'am. No, ma'am. It's like when someone you love is in the ICU and someone says, tell me what to do. This must be so hard. I can't imagine. Oh my gosh, you must be suffering. No, what I don't need right now is for you to add anything to my emotional plate. So if you are feeling guilt as an ally, take that and use it in your own heart. Unpack it with the people around you who look like you or have lived experiences similar to you. But know that unloading it on someone who is already experiencing heartache, trauma, heartbreak is not valuable. Only if it moves you forward down the path of learning. Two, doing something is always better than doing nothing. You're going to see so many lists, lists of action items, lists of resources, books you should have read long ago. That guilt is going to come into play. You're not doing enough. It's never going to be enough. How could you ever make up for this? Shut it down. We don't have time for that. What we do have time for is one chapter a night, one podcast episode while you're in the shower or while you're chopping vegetables, small, actionable things. We have time to take baby steps. It's a lot like a reasonable, healthy living plan. You can't eat 300 calories a day and work out twice a day for the rest of your life. I'm sure you'll get a six pack. It'll last for an hour and a half once you start eating carbs again. What you can do is something slow and sustainable meant to last the rest of your life. This conversation around race, equality, dignity, justice, what the gospel says about the innate worth of human beings, what Jesus would have done. None of that is going to be solved, particularly by you and I, who are relatively new to this space, in the next calendar year. Lord willing, it will be something with which we can see big changes in in the upcoming decade. But this is a slow burn. And to show real heart change, you're going to want to be in, in it for the long haul. So, That's going to be by pacing yourself, processing the guilt, unpacking the childhood messages you've dug out of the, you know, recesses of your mind and your heart. And now new information you are replacing those old messages with needs to be inserted moment by moment. Rest. Your brain is processing a lot of information. I'm thankful for the ability to record racism that people can prove what perhaps has not been believed for a long time. But watching the kind of footage that we're seeing, whether it's protests or brutality or just neighbors screaming at each other, it's a lot more than our brains were really intended to handle. Hundreds of years ago, you took someone's word for one thing and sat with that and chewed on it for a while. You sure didn't live it. I watched that video of George Floyd and I felt it in my chest and I pictured myself lying on the ground screaming at them, screaming, screeching in my white privileged rage. Like, look at me, stand up. This is unacceptable with the expectation that someone would have listened to me and changed their behavior. It's taxing. You don't want to call a person who has dealt with racism their whole life and talk to them about it. But I know, although sexism is not the same as racism, that many of us can relate to the idea of perhaps your husband finally 
understanding what it must feel like to experience years and years and years of discrimination and small microaggressions and little jokes to which you're just too sensitive and uh, intimidation by people who are bigger than you and knowing that your word is not going to be taken at face value and finally having people get it must be great, but you don't want to unpack that for them. And you don't want to have to show them every video of every awful thing that's ever happened to you for them to believe it. And you don't want to process it with them. So take it easy on watching all the things. I know it's a privilege to be able to turn off racism and be able to turn off violence, but know that your heart and your mind can only accept so much. And in terms of the resources that you're consuming, I really want to urge you to do the homework. Again, a chapter a night, a baby step, knowing that this is a lifelong process, but take a look at the sources. I will continue to share great accounts, great resources, but I want you to make sure that your worldview matches with the people whose content you're reading. And not just that, but that they have the background to prove it, that they have the degrees, that they have the experience, that they are community organizers, that they are people who have studied studied this from a sociological or historical perspective, that they're not just people who string sentences together beautifully and have strong opinions, because that's meaningless. Anyone can say anything, make a video, slap it up on the internet, and we're all in trouble. Please make sure that your sources have been doing this long before it showed up on your radar. Also encourage the companies and the influencers who put up black squares, who are using hashtags like Black Lives Matter to really follow through. Again, there is overwhelm, but we need to make sure that this isn't performative. So much of this heart work is going to happen in silence, in quiet, in your room, in your home, in your friend circle, talking about it, it's not going to be a public thing. But for especially people who make money, and that money was affected by what they said, for instance, brands and influencers, you want to encourage them to make sure that they put their money where their mouth is, that they are living up to goals of creating, for example, a a team that is more diverse a board that is more diverse, listening to artists and patrons and customers who don't look exactly like the size zero, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, 19-and-a-half-year-old sample model. No offense to those girls. They're precious. But it takes a lot of different kinds of people to make the world go round. And saying one thing one time is not going to be enough. This is the time our children will ask us about when we're older. And I want to be able to stand up and know that I did everything I could to change the culture in our home and in our community and follow the lead of people who've been doing that for a long time. So to that end, I want to talk to you about what But Not All at Once is doing. But Not All at Once is, for the most part, me in a little, <laughs> with a little microphone <laughs> talking to you. But what I've learned, especially in the last few weeks, and every time any kind of painful or personal or intimate or raw conversation happens, is that it's a lot more than just me. It's you too. You're hearing it. You're feeling it. You're experiencing so much of this with me. And I plan to put my money where my mouth is, even though there really isn't money. Um, 
by doing a few things, and I want to let you know about some stuff that's in the works. First of all, a conversation about diversity and inclusion from both a corporate and a personal perspective has been in the works for a while. We've had to reschedule a few times, and that's something that is on the books for later this month from a woman, Dr. Nika White, who is funny and capable and makes really beautiful children um, and was the first woman who echoed my sentiment that I could gobble that baby up. My husband Bradley thought that was the creepiest thing you could ever say. And I remember when we worked together and a really cute chubby cheek baby came in. She said, I'm going to nibble that thing up. And I thought, oh my goodness, I've found my person. (laughs) Dr. Nika White is going to be on But Not All at Once next month. We also have uh, several community organizers here in the upstate of South Carolina who've been doing this work for a long time and can talk to us not just about how we can support the movement for racial equality and the pursuit of social justice here in Greenville, South Carolina, but also how you can do that work wherever you are. Um, I see the metrics and I know that some of you are even overseas and I've also read the news and I know that there are protests there too. So... Whoever listens in Spain every week, by the way, hello. Thank you. I love you. I wish I knew you, but it's going to apply to you too because a community is a community is a community. We also have Katie Walters, who is the founder of Francis and Benedict, a line of skirts that is my absolute favorite. If you've spent any time on my Instagram account, you might know that it is my go-to with a tank top or t-shirt to try to look like I care but feel super comfortable. It has pockets, which is every woman's favorite thing. They work with artisans in Togo and are partnering in both a mission slash ministry and a business sense to bring wonderful jobs and training and let the women of Togo who know what they're doing lead the way. I'm really excited to talk to Katie, who is expecting her seventh child while doing all of this um, and leading a business of a really smart, capable women. And I want you to know that we are working to make the voices of our podcast diverse, um, not just in the way we look, but in the experiences we've lived. I'm listening my emails are always open at but not all at once at gmail.com. So many of our guests have been suggestions that you've made. Um, and I will continue to share content both in my stories and on my feed on Instagram and Facebook of what I'm consuming, what's changing and speaking to my heart. I've spent a lot of time, as I told you a couple of weeks ago, in um, what I call the red letters of scripture and what Jesus said and how he spoke to people and what he did, because it informs so much of how I want to speak to people and how I want to treat people and the litmus test for the way that I view how we should treat one another as a society. I've also um, been reading a really great work I mentioned before by Layla Saad called, um, me and white supremacy or white supremacy and me. I'll link that in the show notes. So, you know, for sure, um, it's uncomfortable. And I think that's how we know we're doing the right work because when it doesn't feel super awesome, this isn't all lip gloss and confetti. It's painful, not just for us, but for the people we love who (laughs) did great things for us growing up, who, didn't have a worldview that aligns with um, what we believe to be right. It's painful for the people who are living the other side of it. And um, I consider this long overdue work. 
my heart breaks to think about the times that uh, as a college student, for instance, I heard about a push to change the name of Tillman Hall at Clemson University because the namesake was not a good guy. And slavery seemed so removed and so many centuries away. And how could that connect to today? And the name is already printed on Christmas ornaments and stationery. My goodness. And today I'm repenting from the kind of pride and the audacity to think that 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 had any meaning that it's not just slavery, that history is connected. It's one long continuum. And so many ripple effects came from that time. And even if they didn't, to let students of color go to a school whose hallmark building is named after someone who was very clearly, even for his own time, an ardent racist, which was saying a lot at that point in history, it hurts my heart. And if that causes you to not want to listen to what I say or follow me on social media, that hurts my heart too, but I understand. There was a long time I felt like tradition was a reason enough to keep things that are not worthy of our respect. Everything is worth examining. The unexamined life is not worth living is probably a quote you've heard many times, but I've had the comfort and the privilege of not having to examine a lot of things. And all of a sudden, those scales fell from my eyes. The walls seemed to be crumbling. And instead of feeling like the world is on fire, which is an overwhelming feeling I encourage you to push aside, I want to feel like this is a rebirth. I've given birth to a child naturally. It's a painful process. There's a point called transition which is just a perfect name for it. Um, because there was there's some kind of panic hormone that has to be released in that moment. Every time I thought, nope, 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 someone get my shoes. I'm I'm getting out of here. This was a bad idea. I don't want to do this. I want to go home. Um and just, you know, take it all back. Take it all back. Shut it down. Uh let's get out of here. And maybe that's what this is. Maybe this is the transition before the rebirth. And may we all inch things forward, not with guilt, not with weighing people down with our apologies, but by learning and unlearning and teaching a new generation of people to remain tenderhearted in the face of things that are uncomfortable. I applaud you so much for doing the work that this requires, for loving other people, for listening for opening your eyes, and for remaining soft, not putting up your armor, but looking and listening and feeling that compassion, feeling that heartache. That's humanity. And it's not easy right now, but that's how you know it's right. This is the end of both my TED Talk and my sermon, neither of which I'm qualified to deliver. But I want you to know that what you're experiencing and walking through, I am too. And that But Not All at Once is going to reflect some voices who have been here far longer than we have, scales never having been on their eyes, and can walk us through some actionable items. And in the meantime, it's okay not to be performative, to read one chapter, to untangle one concept, to move things forward little bit by little bit, because this is the transition.
and you're not in it by yourself. I think about the nurses often who were with me in the moments before I delivered my children and how I would say to them things like, tell me this is the last push. Just tell me, even if it's a lie, tell me, I don't want to do this anymore. And the sweet things that they said and just let that moment where, you know, no one can do the work, but you, there's no way through it, but through it, it's terrifying. But what comes on the other side is so wonderful and right and was always meant to happen. And I hope that's a metaphor that you can um, feel rings true because it certainly does for me. I will put more resources in the show notes. I encourage you to take bite-sized pieces to unpack your complicated emotions with me, someone who hasn't felt the weight of um, feeling marginalized or oppressed in, in that way because of the color of my skin throughout my life, and to keep learning. Support your friends in the Black community and know that they don't need to support us. We, we got this. We got each other right now. They've got enough on their shoulders. And let's be the base of the pyramid. I love y'all. I thank you so much for being there. And um, I look forward to seeing what's on the other side of this. And by this, I mean a cultural movement that is undoubtedly going to bring about change we can be proud of. There will be personal stories and all kinds of conversations in the future for But Not All at Once, just as there has been for the last year. But right now, This is what's on my heart, and it means the world that you're here to share it. I'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys.